0: This is an ABC podcast. So Norman, how many needles have you had so far this year?
1: I've had had a few. I've probably had um, COVID and I've had influenza and I'm thinking about getting my shingles done as well, even though I don't qualify it by age.
0: Yeah, you're far too young for that. I've only had one so far this year, my flu jab, because my third coronavirus vaccine was in December last year. I wonder when I'm coming due for my fourth. Not not quite yet.
1: Just got to wait till a target tells you.
0: I'll keep my eyes peeled for that one. Let's do a podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor.
1: And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Wednesday the 8th of June 2022. Mm-hmm.
0: Norman, last year we were just frothing for COVID vaccines. We couldn't get them into ourselves fast enough. There was a lack of supply for a lot of last year, but we still managed to reach, as a nation, very high vaccination levels by the end of the year. And we now know that you need three doses of a COVID vaccine to be considered up to date, but the pace of third doses has been so much slower than first and second doses. So what's going on here? Have we lost our vaccine mojo?
1: So if you look at the data from COVID Live, uh, 95% of the population over 16 has had a second dose and 90% of the 12, 12 plus population. However, you look at th- third doses, to get to 80% at our current rate, we won't get to 80% coverage of third dose, 16 plus, until the 3rd of June, 2023. <laughs> so it's 300 and 62 days to go. If you look at a breakdown of states, big prize to western australia they're already at 80%. But there's a lot of lag everywhere else.
0: So if we're talking about drivers of the the lack of uptake of third doses, is it because I mean mandates have gone? The case numbers certainly haven't dropped, like it can't be that, but perhaps people are just Tired.
1: Well, I think that a lot of people are behaving as though COVID-19 has gone away. They want it to go away and they just don't think that they need need the third dose. Politicians and chief health officers have kind of stopped um, their public appearances. And so you don't have that daily exhortation to get your third dose. And you've got people off work all over the place and high rates of hospitalizations. I think um, there are about 3,000 people in hospital at the moment around Australia. So it's not as if it's nothing. You just have to assume that it's not any ideological opposition to getting the vaccine. It's just usually what happens with vaccines when people aren't taking them up is that it's convenience and you don't see the urgency.
0: But we know that having a third dose makes a big difference to your risk of going into hospital or dying of COVID.
1: It sure does. And even in the be- even in the first few days of it, it, it helps to prevent the infection itself, although that's a little less effective with Omicron, yeah, you, you absolutely get your level of immunity back up to at least where it was with the second dose and probably higher. If I can just remind coronacasters of a bit of history here, is that when we developed these vaccines, or they developed the vaccines, the one thing that was foreshortened in that first year was just getting the dose right. They wanted to really prove they were safe and effective, which is what they did, but they didn't quite get the dose right, which is why we had a bit of confusion over Astra. Even Pfizer and Moderna had different doses and different spaces between the doses. If they'd had more time, we weren't in a pandemic, these would have been three-dose vaccines, almost certainly. So it's it's wrong to see the third dose as a booster, which gives you the sense is you can take it or leave it. It's actually the third dose you always needed to have. And I think that we've had the wrong messaging in many ways from government about this, which has been corrected more recently by our saying, if you want to be up to date, you've got to have had your third dose. And if you're over 65, your fourth dose.
0: So is there more that uh, individuals need to be doing and more that health bodies need to be doing to really kind of remind people to get out there and just get this done?
1: Well, we've got this panic going on about her hospital overload, which is a combination of influenza and COVID. But we don't have an associated campaign really strong on getting the third COVID dose and the people who haven't had it. And uh, that's essential because even though particularly the later variants of Omicron are a bit more vaccine evasive, they're still well up there at about 80% protective against severe disease and hospitalization. And that's pretty good compared to what might be down and below 50% 50% if you're relying on your second dose.
0: And so go out and get that third dose. And while you're in the vaccination neighbourhood, get your flu shot as well. Usually in a typical year, less than a quarter of adults take up a flu shot, but it, it does make it like the COVID vaccine makes a big difference against your risk of getting really badly sick.
1: Well, we're not marching towards the influenza vaccine either. Um, we, um, As of, um, I think, the 5th of June, according to government data, 8 million people have had their um, flu immunisation, which is about thirty percent, like crudely, let's say it's thirty percent of the population, which is better than an average year. But we really need to get that up to sixty or seventy percent. So that's got to double at least in the next month.
0: Because flu vaccinations are relatively low in a typical year, I wondered whether that yeah was higher or lower. I have heard experts talking about this worry that that people are just have vaccine fatigue because we have been pushing so hard with COVID vaccines over the last year.
1: I think that's almost certainly right. I think that also people don't appreciate that both diseases can be severe and really knock you about. And you really want to try and minimise the effects and the vaccine is the way to do it.
0: Okay. So let's say that everyone listens to CoronaCast goes out and gets their third dose. Well done, everyone. What about fourth doses? What are we hearing from overseas? Or what about vaccine, like variant specific vaccines?
1: So, the best data come from Israel, where they've been immunising people over sixty, and what they've shown just in brief is that you get very good protection with the fourth dose against severe disease. And indeed, for the first few maybe week or two, maybe a bit longer you get infection you get infection protection, but that's not as good with Omicron as previously. But it's severe disease you're immunising for and they reckon that it's better with the fourth dose than with the the three-dose regime.
0: Well, you heard the man. Go out and get your shot. And just to remind people of what's at stake, I guess, Norman, there's some new research out about the health outcomes from people who've been hospitalised over the past two years with COVID.
1: So there's been a Chinese paper published in The Lancet, and they followed about 2,500 people with COVID-19 who were discharged in 2020, and they followed them up. For about uh, two years. And by the time they'd followed them up, it was about a sample of about a thousand of them who attended at the two year level. Their median age was about 57, and it was roughly 50 50 men and women. And what they found was that the good news was that if you had had one pro- at least one problem, after your COVID hospitalisation, that really dropped as the two years went by. So there was a very significant drop in symptoms. Fatigue and muscle weakness were um, the most frequent symptoms that people had. There was a fair proportion of people who had anxiety and depression at uh, the six-month follow-up. Was about one in four. But that had dropped down to about one in ten at two years. So people are getting better. At two years, there were still about 10% who would not gone back to their work.
0: That is a really long time
1: there were numbers of people who had worse exercise capacity, more mental health issues, more use of the healthcare system at two years. And there were you know sig- reasonable numbers who had, when you did a chest x-ray and you actually tested their lung capacity, it was significantly reduced.
0: So these are people who were hospitalized with COVID two years ago. And we know that vaccination reduces our risk of becoming hospitalized. So even though it might not prevent you from getting an infection at all, this is potentially what you're staving off.
1: Yes. These are, these are significant numbers.
0: Well, let's take some questions from our audience. Uh, people can always send in questions at abc.net.au slash coronacast. Brett has written in. I think this is a different Brett to last week, Norman, but he's asking a
1: similar question. We're always open to Brett's. We love Brett's. We love all
0: Brett's. So Brett's saying his whole family, including himself, have not had COVID yet as far as they're aware, but it's probably only a matter of time. But they're wondering if they could have caught COVID and not realised it.
1: Well, they could, and recent data suggests that Omicron is more likely to be asymptomatic, at least the spread of it is more likely to be asymptomatic than previous variants of the virus. And the implication behind that is that there are more asymptomatic Omicron infections which don't turn out to have symptoms. So in other words, they're truly asymptomatic rather than pre-symptomatic. So Omicron seems to be a bit more silent.
0: Is that a bad thing in any sense other than your, your potential to pass it on without realising it?
1: Well, it is a bad thing because that's exactly why it's a bad thing is that you pass it on without knowing it. That's why the COVID-19 virus is a pandemic virus.
0: You know, we're talking about long-term effects. Just because you didn't have an acute infection, if you've had the virus sort of enter your system, I guess we don't know yet about what any long-term effects of that could be.
1: The data suggests that the older you are, the more severe your illness, the more likely you are to get extended COVID symptoms. But there are people who can get them with only mild infection. But it seems to be less common than if you've had a severe episode.
0: And a question from Bronwyn, who's from New Zealand, like how Brett was last week, asking, are there instances of assumed second COVID infections that are actually just relapses? And if so, what are the proportions?
1: It's a really good question. I'll just give a personal story here. I had COVID early April. The symptoms came back the week after and I was still rat negative. It was interesting. They got a second. A second wave came through. Now, there's also some evidence that's not well described. It's not. There's not. The data are not good on it yet. That with Paxlovid, one of the antivirals, people do seem to relapse into infection itself. The infection seems to come back in some people with Paxlovid. On the other side, Paxlovid does seem to reduce the risk of dying by 80%. So, but there's something curious going on here. So relapse does uh, of symptoms may be real relapse of infection looks as though it's real with the antivirals in a small proportion of cases. But we don't exactly, I shouldn't have really said small proportion, we don't really know the proportion yet.
0: So if you've got symptoms but you're still negative, what should you be doing in terms of trying to protect the people around you?
1: That's a very good question and I don't know the answer to it. If you're doubtful, go and get a PCR test because it's much more accurate. The problem with a PCR test after the initial infection is it can be positive for quite a long time and you're not infectious. The rat test is a bit better at telling whether you're infectious, so probably you're better just doing a couple of rat tests in a row and seeing what happens there. It's, it's, it's unknown territory.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for on CoronaCast today, but we'll be back in your feed next Wednesday.
1: We certainly shall. See you then.